Cleared the chances went home. Guess me. You're listening to Imposter Syndrome with your host, Z McCobb. Hello, my name is Z, and you're listening to another episode of Imposter Syndrome. Before we get started, make sure to follow me on Spotify and subscribe to my YouTube. Um, I post my episodes from the podcast on my YouTube channel as well, so you can go check that out. Also, I'm on IMDb, so go and rate that five star or ten stars, I think. Or nine stars if you're if you're not feeling super generous. Um, if you're interested in helping me to keep this podcast going, you can go to patreon.com slash Z underscore author and you can become a patron and help me to continue this podcast. Or just go to zmacab.com, which is my website, and check the social media links and you know, follow me on social media. And then you can, you know, support me that way. Getting into the episode, I'm really just going to talk about writing in this episode, honestly. Writing is my favorite thing in the world. I I love it, and I've loved it since I was a kid. It went away from me for a long while, and that was a difficult thing to overcome. I managed to get to the other side of it, and I was able to write again. I've talked a little bit about it. I feel like I'd never realized how much I loved writing until recently. It always felt like something I had to do and not not necessarily a choice. That never felt like a bad thing for me, but I don't think it hit me where the necessity for writing came from. I needed to do it because it fills me up somewhere inside. Being able to tell stories is so amazing and being able to tell stories that are coming from me and no one else is the best thing. I really love it. There's a lot of stuff in my head, a lot of stories happening all the time. This is kind of what I mean when I talk about letting a story sit for a while before really committing to it and writing it. Sometimes a story can last for a month or more in my head and the second I try to solidify it onto paper it just disappears so the things I write don't really feel like I choose them it's more like they choose me and I'm just here to enjoy writing about them it was scary the first time I published a book the witch and I know that I've talked about that a bit in the last few episodes it wasn't my first book which I also talked about but I'd written several screenplays as well. I really wanted to write movies when I was younger. That's where my passion kind of was. And it's not that I I don't or that the interest in writing things for film is less interesting, you know, or less appealing to me than writing books, but it's not something I have access to in the same way. So I kind of just focus my efforts on book writing instead. And really it's the writing I love and less what I'm writing. I just I just want to write. Getting to share it with people is exciting. It's scary. It's less scary I think than it was the first time with The Witch, but it's not without its scariness still. I wrote 3 books in 2021 actually. Um and that was a lot of work, but I mostly wanted to 
do it to prove to myself that I had it in me to do that. And I obviously did. I really don't enjoy the NaNoWriMo kind of stuff where they push you to write as much as you can. And maybe that's just me being pretentious, but it doesn't do anything for me to write like that or to try to write like that. And those kinds of tricks, I guess, is what I would call them. They don't work for me. I can't tell myself to write something if I don't have something to write. I can't pretend there's something there if there isn't. I can't push myself to write more on something that I don't have in my head already. And I'm honestly too poor to concentrate all my time onto writing. That's ultimately my dream is to be able to do that, to write full time. I think I could write a lot more if half of the day wasn't consumed with thinking about how I'm going to pay bills, you know? Um, And I'm sure a lot of other people feel exactly the same way. And that's what I think about when I think about things like NaNoWriMo. Like they're set up for people that have the means who just aren't doing it. It's not really set up for people who can't literally cannot put that much effort into something. And I think as long as you're pushing the idea that you have to put so much time and effort into something in order to make it really happen or whatever for yourself, it's it's it feels elitist or classist, you know, or maybe it's both. I don't know. Like if you're working two jobs and you're still managing to write you're a fucking writer. It doesn't matter how much or how little you're writing. If you're doing anything still after all of that, you're a real writer. And that's sort of where the quantity over quality argument fades for me. I wouldn't want to spend a month writing something that's trash or that I don't like. I'll spend that month writing things that mean something to me and things that I care about and things that I want other people to read. That's my soapbox. And you can, of course, do whatever you want and whatever feels best for you. The only way I ever really draw the line on how someone accomplishes something is when they say this is the only way to do it or decries any alternative way of writing or publishing. I think to each their own. And I'm I'm glad for it. You know, like you write how you write, which makes the story you tell unique. And I'll write how I write, which makes the story I tell unique. And I think drawing some sort of line saying that it's not real if it's not done this specific way is a way to gatekeep and kind of keep it from people who who can't, you know, who don't have access to certain things, who don't have time for certain things. And And I'm really just against there being a definitive way to do something especially when it's art. Like, it's fucking art, man. It's art. (laughs) There's no right or wrong way to do it, as long as it's getting done. And where my concern really lies is honestly someone not writing, because along the way, someone told them that they couldn't be a real writer if they didn't do X, Y, Z. I don't want advice I give or something I'm saying to make anyone feel less good at something than I am, you know, or less worthy of taking the time to do it. I don't want to do this podcast and and find out that you aren't getting anything from it or worse than that if you're feeling discouraged after, you know, listening to me. What I want is for you to say, "Wow, if this person's doing it, then maybe I can too." <laughs> it took me like it took me a while to 
feel like I loved writing. When I was really young, like very young, it used to feel like breathing for me. I truly did not know how to how not to write. And I I'd have lost my mind if I couldn't do it. And then I wasn't able to write for many years and it it felt like I lost my mind. In certain ways, I did. And I don't say that to to make light of it, like trauma keeping you from being able to access a part of yourself that you'd always had is really fucking difficult to process and really hard to come to terms with. And it took me a very long time to get writing back. And and once I did get it back, it didn't feel the same as it had before, which is fine. Like it's okay. It doesn't have to feel the same. It just, it felt different than it had before. And for, for me, I think it caused a sort of confusion. Like I I didn't know why I was writing if I didn't feel like I wouldn't be able to breathe if I didn't get the words out. You know, like it really did when I was younger feel almost like an obsession. Like I would feel like so overwhelmed and and I had these like bubbling ideas and it it felt so like my chest would hurt and it was so it was almost like a physical feeling like I needed to write or or I was going to go crazy. Um and then it went away, you know, and it went away because of trauma, because of very real traumatic things that were going on in my life. I just didn't have the space, emotional or or mentally or any, <laughs> maybe even physically, to put into writing because I was not all there. And I don't mean that, like, I, you know, was not present. It's just like I couldn't be present with my art because I I was barely able to get through the day, you know? So that was like a very real thing that I went through. And, you know, anytime you come to the other side of trauma, it changes how you do something. It changes your outlook. And so in some ways, I think I I thought that I was just writing because I thought I was supposed to, because I used to. And there had been many years, I think, that I'd gone kind of assuming that the reason I was writing was because I didn't have anything else or I I had sort of muscle memoried myself into being a writer and that was the reason why. And it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't until recently, like the past year or so that I, I sort of stopped and I sat with myself and my feelings which I highly recommend doing. And I was like, you know what? It's not like a first love. It's like a soulmate. It's not perfect. It's not without frustration, but it's a comfort. I fall asleep sometimes thinking about waking up and writing. I think about writing all of the time and I'm in a place where there's no longer the urgency to get the words out that there used to be. I can sit with them and I can let myself tell the story as it needs to be told and not in a way that feels like there isn't enough time. And I think that's something that I had when I was younger that I I don't have anymore because I realized that sitting with the story sometimes is better for me than trying to rush it out. Again, this is why stuff like NaNoWriMo does not sit well with me. Because I think pushing yourself to any degree and and not analyzing why something might be hard for you, I think it's like it's treating the symptom and not the problem, right? Like if you go to therapy and you're like, I'm chewing at 
my fingernails and they're like, okay, well just don't chew your fingernail or like I'm chewing my cuticles. And they're like, okay, don't chew your cuticles. Why are you chewing your cuticles? Are you chewing your cuticles? Because you know, you have really dry skin and you need to like use lotion or is it because you have an anxiety problem and you need medication? One of those things is a is a much simpler fix. The other one of those is a time consuming and difficult process. And I think when you sort of siphon things off into just learn, learn the basics or like learn, you know, how to do something, but don't face why it was hard for you in the first place, you're always going to come back and you're going to revisit that like difficulty of, of like hitting that wall, not being able to, to get past it. It's always going to come back. Like you have to, you can't just muscle memory your way out of, you know, writer's block or out of fear. You're always, that's always going to come back and you have to sit and be uncomfortable and be like, what am I scared of with with what I'm writing. And that's not really writing advice. That's just general advice in regards to like life and in the ways that anybody functions. Like if, if something's hard for you, you have to figure out why, what is making it hard. Is it hard because you don't know what you're doing? Is it hard because you're confused about a process or is it hard because you're terrified of not being good enough? And that's the part where if you focus and you deal with that, it's going to get easier and easier and easier to get past the fear of writing or like of what you're afraid of happening when you write. Like, so what if it fucking sucks? What do you want to say? You know, what's the story that you want to tell? You can't think about other people. You can't think about what someone else is going to do or say when they read it. It's not about that. It's about how it makes you feel. And if you're getting stressed out, and you're getting overwhelmed and you're just thinking about other people, you're not going to be able to write because writing is really just you sitting with your brain and having a fucking conversation. <laughs> like a friend, um, a friend told me that when they were reading The Witch, they felt like they were being told a story by a friend. And I thought like, it sounds like, I don't know, maybe they were trying to tell me that it wasn't professional and that was like their way to <laughs> tell me that it didn't sound that great. But I, I liked that. And, and I want that to be, I, I don't just want that to be how my writing is. I want that to be how it feels to listen to the podcast. I want you to feel like I'm talking to you. We're friends. We're having a conversation about writing, about moving past our fears and and doing the damn thing. It's called imposter syndrome, not because you're an imposter, but because I feel like I'm an imposter half of the time. And I'm trying to push past that and push against that and do it anyway. And you listening and you sitting with me is helping me to do that. And I I don't want to fuck with that, right? I, I want my writing to feel like you're sitting with a friend. I want my podcast to feel like you're sitting with a friend and I want you to sit with my writing and I want you to feel like you're being told a story. I want you to want to sit with it, right? I want that, you know? So the way to do that is not to think what you would want to hear, but to think about how I talk to my friends, how I talk about the things I care about, you know? And so again, it's not about what someone wants to hear, but about the way that I would talk to my friends, you know? 
also, you know, I, I want you to be able to write and I want to talk about my journey and where it's taken me so that you'll realize that it's okay to start writing, right? It's okay to put that idea on paper as scary as it might feel. As little time as you think you might have, as scarce as time and resources feel, I want for you to feel safe to write or whatever art that you're making. And I hope that the way I talk about my journey helps you realize that your words matter and you matter. And I care about your words. I care about what you have to say. And I care about you. And I'm glad that you're here. And I appreciate that you're hearing me. And I hope that one of these days that I can hear you as well or read what you have to say. So yeah, that's that's me talking about writing and why I love it. <laughs> um, that's all for this episode. Don't forget to follow me on social media, um, Instagram and Twitter, all that stuff. I think TikTok, I'm Z slash macabre or maybe underscore macabre. I can't remember. But anyway, find me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I always have fun talking to you. And if, again, if you're, if you're interested in helping me get this podcast out there, you can become a patron. You can also donate to my Ko-fi. Um, it's like co-fee, I don't know, whatever. I'll link to it in the show, um, in the description. Um, you're wonderful. And special thanks to my patrons. They're amazing. One of these days I might read out all of their names, but I feel like I would fuck that up because I'm really terrible at reading and pronouncing names. But uh, yeah, special thanks to my patrons. They're super amazing people and they're so generous and so wonderful. But that's all that I have for this episode. Sala no ki keno le Thanks for listening. That's all for this episode of Imposter Syndrome. Stay tuned for more easy listening hits from your favorite artist. <laughs>